0: Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Zerman with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by two distinguished guests for a discussion on evolving engagement to meet the needs of the digital patient. Today's guests are John Talaga, EVP and GM in healthcare with Flywire, and Preeti Shah, Chief Product Officer with FinBuy. John and Preeti, uh, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. I'll give you both some some space here to introduce yourself. Uh, Preeti, you want to kick things off there? And then, John, I'd I'd love to hear from you, too, just to set the stage for for our conversation.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much. Um, I'm delighted to be here. Preeti Shah, Chief Product Officer at FinBuy. Uh, FinBuy is a leading workflow company that provides solutions for multiple verticals. And essentially, our workflow solutions help Agents achieve greater efficiency and better reimbursement.
2: Uh, Thanks, Preeti. Um, This is John Talaga. So I'm the EVP and GM of Flywire. Um, You know, Flywire is a global payments enablement and software company. Uh, We serve industries with complex payment environments and high consumer liability. Obviously, healthcare is one of those, and that is the business that I run, and that's my role. Um, And really, our mission at Flywire is to. Modernize the patient payment experience to make it easier and more affordable for patients to pay while improving performance for providers. And that's uh, working in the complex ecosystem directly with providers, and then also um, working with companies like FinBuy and simplifying uh, various integrations uh, within the ecosystem.
0: Well, I appreciate you both uh, joining the podcast today and excited to dive in here, you know, because. Both Flywire and Finvaya have, have really a long history of designing and executing uh, patient engagement strategies for providers, and really over the past few years, the field of patient engagement, you know, you know like a lot of other patient-centric areas, has, has really changed due to the, the rise of high deductible health plans and, you know, increasing patient financial responsibility. Um, the rapid shift here towards digital solutions brought on by the pandemic is also a contributing factor and, of course, the advent of more immediate, precise methods for measuring patient satisfaction. For today, uh, John and Creedy, we're, we're going to trace the recent evolution of, of patient engagement and then uh, sort of dive into a discussion of what successful engagement looks like today. And then also, I'm going to challenge each of you to, to offer some predictions as to how the field will evolve over the next few years. So to begin here, uh, let, let's trace the evolution of engagement. I, I do think it's fair to say that effective patient engagement is lo- no longer simply an act of labor and, and manual effort, uh, but is instead sort of an act of science and technology. How would each of you describe how the field of patient engagement has changed over the last few years, and, and what were the primary factors perhaps that, that you think led to this transformation? John, I, I'm going to go ahead and a- ask you to kick things off on, on this question.
2: Sure, yeah, thanks for that uh, brian. it's and it's and it's interesting. there's no doubt you know that en- engaging patients effectively has fully turned to science and technology. Um, you know I'd say there's three key drivers that have led to this transformation. I'd say it's patient affordability. so requiring a different level of personalization to reach patients. Uh, secondly, it's the pandemic. Um, I know everyone's probably tired of talking about the pandemic, but it has certainly forced a rapid demand for digital services overall. Um, and then, third, consumerism. So, patients as consumers you know, have expectations of other services and technologies in their lives. Um, so, you know, really, the past decade in healthcare has seen a huge shift um, in really just the purpose of engagement. You know, from a patient billing and payment perspective, you know, digital communications used to be more of a delivery mechanism. To alert patients that they have a bill due and try to convert them to payment and to paperless. You know, but as patient affordability has become a growing challenge, we now have the need to reach patients to, to actually take action, uh, whereas payment is really just the result. So you see other industries that engage consumers to make purchases with offers and deals. Uh, well, th- you know, this method of engagement has also proven effective for collecting patient payments as well. So this involves a personalized experience, understanding a patient's capacity to pay, learning their preferred method of interaction, all this becomes critical to improve the response. Um, And and with respect to payment, that means the response is making a payment. And the pandemic did two things, it exasperated the affordability problem, and it also forced more patients to adopt digital. these are really the things um, that I see that are, you know, combined in the last two years that have dramatically changed consumer behavior and healthcare is now uh, rapidly adapting.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You, you got consumerism, affordability and sort of the pandemic and it's exacerbating effects on, on, on affordability and sort of the the need for those digital tools. Um, Pretty, would you add anything to, to this list sort of, John laid out, or 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 just to add a, anything, any thoughts in general on on this question?
1: You know, uh, I would say John covered it really, really well. Right? Those are the two, uh, the three overarching trends that you're seeing. But I'll just add a point of view from a workflow standpoint. So from an inbound workflow standpoint, I would add that it's critical that when the patient does want to reach out and require to speak to an agent, we need that interaction to be um, a very highly personalized and contextualized one. And the account rep workflow to interact with that patient needs to be seamless, smooth, and effective, so that the patient is always at the center feeling like the discussion with them is a contextual human interaction. The other part of this equation is the outbound effort. So for those patients that sort of self-select out and don't want to choose self-serve and require proactive outreach from the provider, I think in those scenarios, and um, staff members need help to identify the patient accounts that they should really be prioritizing. Um, and they really want to lean on actionable patient information so that they can then tailor their outreach approach and that that interaction that they're ultimately going to have with that patient continues to be one that's humanized, contextual and personal, everything that John sort of alluded to. And then last but not least, I would say you know, overall, technology will continue to play a really, really important role as it has been in really helping those um, agents really prioritize the accounts. So really segmenting them, um, making sure that the information for all those accounts is just available. So for example, gathering primary payer information or the program information that the patient um, qualifies for. So that ultimately when that conversation takes place. That patient-paid conversation is based on an accurate reflection of the balance owed and uh, the programs available to the patient to try and pay it off.
0: Thank you, Preeti. And then let's zero in here on sort of um, the evolution of staff workflows, that that piece of this and how that's changed over the the last few years. You know, I know Finvai works with technologies like robotic process automation, AI, machine learning, and really targeting workflow in collections to to help staff achieve greater productivity. So in your mind, my question then is, you know, what does a successful workflow organization look like today? And, and what are the primary benefits of, of this approach when it comes to patient engagement? How do, how do these two things uh, sort of interact with one another?
1: Yeah, know that's a fantastic question. And I'm glad you asked it because um, you know, from our vantage point, I sort of think that there are two key aspects that drive a successful workflow. The first is purposeful automation. Uh, today, there's such a great drive in the industry towards automation of steps in the revenue cycle, and you can use all the technologies. You mentioned a few, RPA and AI. Yet, there's really a big miss in the industry today where automation is taking place just purely for the sake of automation. Let's take an example of like a denials workflow. Let's say that there are 10 steps in a hospital's current denial management workflow and the organization determines that they're going to automate steps one to four with RPA. However, if the organization really is struggling with a high denial rate, automating a few steps in a broken process doesn't really aid in identifying the root cause of that denial. So the automation takes place, but it doesn't address the larger issue and doesn't really provide the impact that was being sought after. So at Finby, we've taken a very methodical consultative approach with our provider customers by really taking a step to do a deeper dive into their current challenges, their desired outcomes, so that we can first really evaluate their workflow, recommend optimization, and then the last step is really automating elements of that workflow to gain efficiency. So that's, you know, I think, the first aspect. The second aspect, I would say, is um, to having really a successful RCM workflow is really having a full view of your patient's financial experience. Um, The unfortunate reality today in the healthcare industry is that there really isn't a centralized view of what is going on within a patient account. While everyone is looking for that end-to-end solution, providers are increasingly facing the reality that really there's no silver bullet, and to be successful, you're going to have to leverage a whole bunch of different solutions for the different aspects of the revenue cycle. This reality makes it very, very difficult to truly understand the behaviors of the staff, the patients, and the peers, and how it really impacts provider bottom line. I believe that organizations that have the ability to work out of a single centralized system that aggregates data across all their various RCM vendors and solutions to create that single patient view for staff to work out are far better equipped to effectively streamline their workflows and ultimately increase reimbursement and improve the patient's payment experience. And that's where, you know, the relationship. And the integration that we have with FinBi really helps to take that data that we have in one centralized system and then overlays it with the Army channel capabilities that we get with Flywire to do a very meaningful outreach out to patients.
0: Absolutely. So, so let's talk about this. Uh, patient find, uh, experience side of things. And John, I'm going I'm to turn to you here because the other side of this coin is sort of, you know, digital engagement, self-service. And, and patients' needs vary. They're different, right? And, and so logically, the way healthcare organizations engage with patients should vary as well. Uh, so, so as the healthcare industry really moves towards more digital adoption of, of these tools and, and works to create meaningful digital experience for patients that really drive that self-service behavior that um, really becomes so important. So, John, can you describe Flywire's current approach to self-service and, and what new technologies are, are really transforming the field here?
2: So, you know, for, first, most healthcare organizations, health systems don't have a good, defined self-service approach, um, particularly with with patient billing and payment side, and, and we help them with that. And uh, as Preeti said, which I think is critical, you know, <clears throat> this isn't just about engagement. It really is critical with the workflow. It all has to work together. When you hear the term omni channel engagement, it really is a coordination of all the different methods of interaction that have to come together based on uh, patient profiles. But the back end working seamlessly, whether it's information that goes back into the system from a payment posting, or updating because they're active on a payment plan or a bill's gone out, uh, and then reflecting that back to the patients um, is, is all very, very critical. Um, and that's, you know, frankly, where, you know, the, the coming together of FinBuy and, and, and Flywire really, you know, kind of helps solve the bigger problem. Um, but, but ultimately, what Flywire's approach is, um, is we're, we're the software side of things, right? Where we're driving insight, so analytics to identify a patient's capacity to pay. Uh, then we're using that information to personalize the interaction by engaging the patient. And then ultimately driving a response, which, which is the payment um, and performance improvements on the provider side. And um, you know really all of this starts by recognizing that every patient is unique and that uh, that they include that it also includes their communication preferences. Um, there's still 50% of bills that go out via paper, and that's because the demographic in healthcare is the world. So you have to be able to not only focus on digital while you improve that, but you also have to serve the, the paper users, the offline users as well. And Flyware pairs the use of you know, internal and external data with predictive analytics to create a personalized experience across the patient's, uh, what we call their financial journey. So all this combined, that means understanding not only what, the, what channels a, a particular patient likes to use, whether it's text, email, chat, um, but also the, the day and time that they're most likely to be reached, um, if they're going to be responsive at certain times within compliance. Um, and we call that their conversation profile. Um, also, you, you know, understanding that a patient's communication preferences is really only half the battle. Um, as conveyed in a 2020 consumer study by Smart HQ, 72% of consumers stated that they only engage with personalized messages. So this is the consumerism that comes into play here. Um, Consumers are smart. They recognize when they're getting spammed or when they're getting something that's a standard message, and they're just generally not responsive to that. So tailoring the message to the patient is another crucial element to driving self-service. Um, and uh, just to, you know, to, to wrap up here as well, as go on about this forever, but there are certainly a lot of technologies that are helping us do that more effectively. And one of the things is AI-driven chats, for example. Uh, with these new chat technologies, patients are able to find answers to, to common questions, view their balances and make payment uh, without talking to anyone. Um, and one of the things that we constantly hear when we, um, you know, do patient, um, surveys and, uh, various focus groups is the patients don't want to talk to anyone and they, they want to be able to do it, but the only time they have to talk to them, is, you know, they're probably frustrated because they weren't able to get what they needed digitally. So it's really important to make things accessible, uh, based on the, on the patient's demands.
0: Yeah, really struck by that figure of uh, 72% of consumers only engage with personalized messages. It makes me think that, you know, personalization isn't sort of like a a nice to have addition when it comes to the patient experience anymore. It's just essential, right? It's essential now. Without. Excellent. So, so, you know, uh, John Preedy, you you walked me through a lot here. Uh, really appreciate the time. I want to close by looking to the future. Um, where do you each see the field of patient engagement heading, and, and what steps are you, are you taking to meet sort of the new and changing expectations? John, we can start with you, and then, and, and then, we'll, we'll close out with your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I think uh, so. I think we can look at this really from more of a long-term vision. You know, I think uh, chat technologies. We have to re- remember that this is not just chat technology is not just an icon on your website. You know, it's two-way texting, it's, it's uh, interactive voice response, it's, it's all the different ways that you interact with, um, you know, different consumer products, that really is what that consumer expectation is for managing their healthcare as well. So, so I think over time, that websites are going to be less relevant, they're going to be less important, and it's going to be more about the actual engagement piece that's going to create transactions. The inter- interaction to transaction is really what we're going to be seeing. But I think more short-term over the next few years, engagement is going to you know, continue to evolve towards predictive technologies that can make understanding the patient and offering real solutions to their challenges easier. Um, you know, patients certainly want digital solutions, and every day we see digital technologies being folded into the fabric of our lives more and more, whether it's adding a new smart appliance to your home or an Apple Watch to our wrists. Um, and, and we do that because it makes us more efficient and it makes our lives easier. So as health systems think about the future of engagement, I think it's important to really recognize that digital solutions have the power to elevate the patient's experience across their financial journey. And you know, we, we at Flywire continue to invest in these channels to meet patients where they want to be met. And we also continue to invest in our affordability suite because once you get the patient's attention, then we we certainly have to offer them something that's that's truly a benefit, and they'll take action on.
0: Thank you, John. And, and for you, what, what would you add to that? What do what do you, what are you thought your thoughts on on what's to come in the future uh, in terms of patient engagement?
1: Yeah, first of all, let me say I completely agree with everything that John is mentioning. I just say that in addition to the move to digital engagement. Um, We also need to continue to make meaningful connections and personalization of priority. And I know we talked about it, but I just feel compelled to reinforce that. Uh, We must absolutely keep in mind the importance for the human element of what we do. Uh, We need to treat the financial experience of the patient as a part of the overall care experience, meaning that in the world of revenue cycle management, we need to make sure that we're treating the patient as a person and not just an account number paying a bill. Um, at a very tactical level I think identifying ways to improving patient engagement in the front end of the revenue cycle will go a long way to improve patient understanding of what is owned and what is um, and to create overall better alignment this means allowing for things like the setup of a payment arrangement earlier in the process which would reduce the confusion and the slowdowns that we continue to see our patients currently being plagued with and you know honestly that's the reason why we're investing in creating connections between the front end and back end workflows so that providers have broader visibility as well as engaging in partnerships with flywire so that our workflow and patient engagement are tightly integrated um, giving providers a very holistic understanding of their patient accounts. Really almost thinking about um, the patient financial care plan, for lack of a better word.
2: That
0: great place to close. Uh, John, Preeti, thank you so much for, for your time. Um, it, it was really a pleasure speaking with you.
2: Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Preeti. Thanks, guys.
0: I also want to thank our podcast sponsor, Flywire. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com slash podcast.